All righty. Good morning, everybody. This is Mark Tackett here at uh, Santo First Baptist Church, and today I wanted to share some scripture with you um, that has really been a blessing to me this week as uh, this crazy world we live in seems to be spinning out of control um, in a world where the media media relentlessly uh, they proclaim bad news, it seems to me. Uh, so if you're someone who has a steady diet of the news for breakfast, lunch, and supper, uh, it will almost make you sick, in my opinion. Uh, so what's the answer for that? Instead of focusing on this ever-changing world, we need to focus on the Lord and uh, who is the same yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow. The, there are several scriptures I've run across this week that really spoke to my heart. And as I read them, the Bible will use uh, our. Uh, I've written them down for myself, and I use the word my because they speak to me personally. And if you read them, you can apply them to your own life, and they'll speak to you personally also. Uh, Psalm 46.1 says, God is my refuge and my strength. He's an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Verse 7 says, The Lord Almighty is with me. The God of Jacob is my fortress. Verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Well, praise God, you will be exalted, and you are exalted. Uh, in a world, I would say, this scripture identifies, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and, and the mountains quake with their surging. I, I believe, uh, in a lot of ways, we see our physical world uh, shaking as in an earthquake, and the seas roaring like a tsunami that is physical and also in our spiritual lives. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing because that, that tends to wake us up and cause us to make decisions that, that we should be making, and it will, should help us draw closer to the Lord. Uh, I know early on in my life as a, a little boy, I wasn't raised around a lot of kids. The first, my experience, first experience of being around a lot of kids was really going to the first grade. I didn't go to kindergarten. And so that act of taking me out of, out of the world that I grew up in and having to be, uh, right, get on a bus with big kids all the way, you know, through high school, ride the same bus with and be thrust into school, that was, uh, that was a changing in my world early on. And, uh, you know, the, the Lord promises to come along beside us, hold our hand or whatever we need, and it just makes me think back that I had godly, comforting people in my life, my mother and even my first grade teacher. I actually spent part of my first grade year sitting in her lap. Uh, and... Uh, I know that sounds really crazy today that, that that would actually happen, but that's what it took to get me through the first grade. Uh, 
the scripture, one another scripture that I was drawn to is uh, in Mark chapter 4, verses 33. And uh, this is when Jesus calms the storm. So this is an example, but I believe it applies in our lives that we have storms. We have storms raging around us, and sometimes we wonder, where are you, Lord? Are you, are you really here? And so in verse 33, it says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side, in the other side of this body of water. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So there was a great storm and, uh, and Jesus calmed the storm. And I believe he, he does the same thing in each of our individual lives, but we need to call out to him. We need to uh, cry out to the Lord. Uh, if we go back to uh, Psalms 46, verse 10, though, there it says, Be still and know that I am God. In this world we live in today, how difficult it is to be still. That may be one of the hardest things for people is to actually be still or be quiet because we're so used to being stimulated or the temptation to be on our cell phones on social media uh, is such a great temptation. But the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. Uh, I, I talked about going to first grade and and really in my mind, people holding my hand. Psalm 34. I'm sorry, Psalm 73, verse 24 through 25 says, Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. This is how we should live in a world that is quaking and the seas are roaring. Uh, another scripture, Deuteronomy Chapter 31, verse 6. This is Moses speaking to Joshua, but in I wrote in, in my writing, I wrote Moses speaking to Mark, which is me. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord Himself goes before you, or He goes before me, and He will be with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Uh, so when I read this this week, I, I wrote after this that He is calling me to be strong and to be courageous and to do not fear, for He is with me. He is saying, peace, be still to my heart. No matter what the day holds, Jesus, you will not leave me or you will not forsake me. 
And I need to let this assurance sink into my heart and my mind until I overflow with joy. It was comforting to me to know that not only is the Lord with me, but in verse 8 it says, The Lord Himself goes before me, and He will be with me. Uh, I can tell you one morning as I thought about all the things that I had to do that day, my heart was somewhat like this storm that, uh, that is described here when Jesus was in the boat with His disciples. Uh, my, I wasn't quiet and still. Even though I got up to spend time with the Lord, my heart was uh, in this storm of all the things that, and the different people that I would have to deal with during the day. And uh, as I read this, a calmness that came over me, which is, you know, the Lord's peace, which is, uh, it's, it's hard to understand how when, when you uh, are discouraged or in turmoil of some way, uh, that a peace can come over you. But that is a benefit of believing in the Lord. The, uh, I had something interesting happen this week. Um, you know, I've said before that a lot of times the Lord speaks to me through nature and through, through uh, different things I see. Well, uh, we have some property that's across the railroad tracks here in Santo. And this week, on Monday, when I went over there, I noticed there was a, a crow, big black crow, up, up that whenever I drove into the property, he went to making his sound, he was, his crow sound, he was calling, and uh, had my dog Tucker with me. And that, that crow did not want us to be there. Eventually, I figured that out. I, first of all, I heard him, and I'm thinking, well, he'll go away from us, but... I was on our, in our gator, and so I was just driving, and, and I noticed that crow flew from tree to tree and followed us everywhere we went. And he would fly, you know, 30 yards ahead, and he'd be up in a tree, and he would look really agitated. And uh, Tucker was with me, and he was running out in front. And uh, I noticed after that second tree, that crow flew down, and to a certain point, and he just dive-bombed Tucker. And when he got about a foot over his head, he flew back up. And I thought, man, that's really interesting. And that went on for probably a distance was a quarter mile. And, and when we got to the other end where we were going, that crow was still there just calling and letting the other, the other animals know that, that there was an intruder. Uh, and I got to thinking about that this morning. Well, I, I told that story to my sister, and, and she just identified that crow didn't want us to, to be there. And, uh, you know, we live in a world, if you're a Christian, that the Bible says that this is not our real home, that we're really just passing through. That's a really hard concept to deal with, thinking that this earth that you were born onto through your mother is not really your home that you're just passing through here in preparation for eternity which we don't know anything about we just have to well we do know what the bible says but we just have to trust the lord about our journey to heaven and that that is somewhere we really want to be and i believe that's true
Well, when I got to thinking about that crow, we are journey, journeying through this earth and we have an adversary just like that crow. Uh, there are certain places we go where the, the, like that crow, you don't feel welcome or you feel like you're being threatened. So if you watch the news today, there is so much hatred and anger in the world, it's not even funny. Uh, whether it's justified or not, that's, that's for each of us to decide. But that is what the media puts out there. Uh, we, Satan does not like our presence here. He tries to discourage us and, and cause us to uh, not, be, not be who we're called to be as a follower of Christ. Uh, our world is changing. And I mean, our world, I mean, the United States of America is changing in that uh, a lot of, of uh, false worship, even Satanism, is, is in public view now. It's accepted where at one time it, it just operated in, in the darkness and you heard about it, but you never really knew whether it was real or not. But I do believe that some of the things that we see is Satan's manifestation being acted out through people, just like we can allow the Lord to, to use us and to speak through us. Uh, Satan is looking to occupy people. He's a spirit and, uh, or a fallen angel really but he wants to occupy and use people to, to do his bidding, which is never good. It's, uh, he would like to destroy mankind. And so this is the world that we all live in. And sometimes it's like, it's like this storm the disciples were in. It's like, wow, Lord, <laughs> you know, we're about to drown. Uh, don't you even care? And in, in verse 29, it says, He got up. He got up being Jesus. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down. It was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Verses 41 says, They were terrified. Didn't say they were just scared. It says, They were terrified. And ask each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obeyed him. Um, so, you know, I see two things there. They were terrified. That just doesn't mean scared. They were terrified. What were they terrified of? Were they still terrified of the storm? I think that was part of the process. And then to see Jesus get up, and as only he, he can do, to speak to the storm and it 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 just died down and it was completely calm uh, so sometimes we some of the storms we go through and the actions that take place they 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 may seem terrifying but we are called to live with really unquestioning obedience we are called to live a life where we are obedient to what the Lord tells us, um, which I believe produces joy. And so what would be the fruits of joy? Love and laughter. A uh, couple of other scriptures I ran across this morning was Nehemiah 8.10. 
The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So where do we find our security, our, uh, our strength? Is it in our, our bank account? Our, uh, you know, in a world that um, there's, there's no guarantee what tomorrow holds as far as financial stability. We can, we can think that we're king of our own little world and uh, have the, uh, think that we're in control, but we're really not. That can, that can change overnight and so if we put our hope and our trust in our bank account our 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 home or really anything besides the lord it, it we can wake up one day and that can all be changed we'll we will all grow old and we will all go through the process unless the lord comes while you're living we will all go through the process of dying at some point and so where do we find our joy uh, Nehemiah 8.10 says the joy of the Lord is my strength and uh, the reason that's important and it, it conflicts with today's world is Proverbs 17.22 says a merry heart does good like medicine so being in the medical field and knowing the effects of stress and, and discouragement and those type of things when we started down this road of COVID there were several things that concerned me in that uh, I believe that the state of our mind has an overall effect of, on our health and who we are and everything when COVID hit that was poured out was, was scaring people. It was terrifying people. Uh, people were becoming discouraged. They were told to shut in and... Uh, Proverbs 17:22 says, "A merry heart does good like medicine." So, it, to me, it's a little bit of a conflict of who, who we put our trust in, uh, the vaccination, the mask, and, and all of these, all of these issues are really just issues. Who do we really put our trust in? Do we put our trust that a mask or uh, a vaccination is going to save us? And I know that's uh, probably doesn't sit well with some folks but you know ultimately we need to put our trust in the Lord and, and you might say well we got to use our heads and, and use common sense well I agree with that but whenever our trust in a vaccine overrides our trust in the Lord knowing that the Lord controls a number of our days and not a vaccine well then I, I think then at that point that vaccination becomes an idol so to so to speak um may not agree with me and that's all right but our our ultimate trust is to be in the lord uh, we don't know what will happen today we don't know what will happen to, tomorrow but in the process we should let scripture uh, saturate our mind and our heart and we will be walking steadily on the path of life uh, because when it's all said and done uh Psalm 73, 24, 23 through 24 says, Yes, I am always with you, and you hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. So this walk through life, the Lord is with us, and He actually is beside us, and if, if we need, He actually holds our right hand 
to help us and guide us through these things and help us walk through these things that we may not choose to walk through on our own. And then it says, and afterward, you will take me into glory, which means that when this life is done and we have lived it out, that the Lord will also be there to greet us when we pass from this life into the next, and he will be there with us. And that is our hope. And uh, I hope that something that, that, I've, that I've shared with you today helps you with some, uh, some peace, some joy, uh, maybe even encourage you to spend some quiet time with the Lord to be still because it says, Psalm 46, 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. It means we got to quiet ourselves, quiet our mind. We have to walk away from the cell phone, from the iPad, from the chatter, and actually take time to be still and alone with the Lord. And, uh, and then when, when these storms arise or the earth is quaking around you, uh, wake the Lord, which means call out to Him, ask Him, tell Him what your, what your needs are and your concerns. And uh, He will do like He did with the disciples. He will quiet the storm. He will tell it to, to be quiet, and uh, it will. He, he didn't, and he didn't promise to take us out of the storm, but he did promise to walk through the storm with us, and that he is always with us. God, you're so good. Well, I'm just going to close it to this day with a prayer, and I thank you for listening. Uh, God is good. Just remember that He loves you very, very much, and uh, probably most of the people that might listen to this probably have invited Jesus in your heart, but surely there's some folks out there that, that are questioning whether they know the Lord or not, whether they've ever actually accepted Him, and I would encourage you to, to do so. Uh, it's, the Lord is the only, the only uh, assurance that we have in this life. The, Jesus Himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through Him. There is no other way, and uh, as time goes forward, and it's and it's we're even seeing it now. There's even major religions that are stopping and saying, you know, well, the Lord may have said that, but that's not really what He meant. There's there might be other ways to heaven, but I'm here to tell you this day that the truth is that Jesus is the only way, and I encourage you to follow Him, and I encourage myself to follow Him each and every day. Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, so let's pray this day. Father God, we come before you through your precious Son, Jesus, Lord. I just lift up anyone that might hear this, Lord, that it might speak to their heart in a way that might cause them to act and to seek you, uh, whether they're a believer or not. If they're not a believer, to seek you to accept your free gift of salvation if they are a believer, to seek you in a more bold and, and powerful way. Because when we seek you, we will find you and you will act and you will strengthen us. You're very good. You're very kind. You're so, so good and you're faithful, dear Lord. We praise you and thank you this day. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.